Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and you're listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. What? in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that longs to be drawn like one of those French girls. C'est le bon. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're kicking off Women in Horror Month by getting in touch with our artistic side as we welcome the co-owner of Atomic Cotton and talk her top five women in horror films. But before we get into that, gang, let me remind you we were part of the phenomenally frightening Phantom Podcast Network. Phantom. And you can find all of our past episodes along with a host of other horrific horror podcasts at downrightcreepy.com. Or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junket in your iTunes or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your t-shirt neck hole. I was wondering where you were going with that. Again, many, <laughs> many ways. <laughs> so uh, if you don't know, February is Women in Horror Month. Mm-hmm. And this is basically, and it's not the one time of the year, because I ideally we're I, promoting... All year round, but now this we... Is, a sp- Spotlight, if you will. Indeed. An entire month we were focusing on all the women in the horror and just in the genre world. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people automatically, they just think and assume writers, actors. The final girl. Directors. Indeed. But we're we're kind of uh, putting out our reaches here. (laughs) Uh, The squiddly diddly, if you will, as as genius would say. Don't dream it. Uh, But we also want to focus on a lot of the artists in the the horror genre Mm -hmm. that are women as well. And that brings us to our first guest, who is actually technically been on Nightmare Junkhead before uh-huh. in some of yep. our convention-centered episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and on a couple of episodes, like straight-up episodes. On Nerds of Nostalgia, actually. Oh! Yeah, so technically... Oh. Crossover. I know, so this is technically her first time rolling solo here on the show. Uh, she is the co-owner and co-founder of Atomic Cotton, and let's face it, she's one of our favorite women in horror. Oh. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Nightmare Junkhead, Erica Kaufman. Hey, Yay. that's me. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's genuine, believe me. Uh, so before we get into all the good stuff. Anytime to get that much vest to human ratio is... Yeah, I, are I, you feeling overwhelmed? I, I'm, I'm feeling underdressed. the cool side. Of the I table. know. I'm. I, We're on the cool side? <laughs> I know, right? For the first time what? ever? Christmas. We grew time. up. It <laughs> only took 40 some odd years. I'm very hey. happy about that. I got a button on my coat. Does that count? Can I be with you guys? <laughs> You can't sit with us. All are welcome. <laughs> All welcome. You'll, we'll put you in through a probationary there trial. <laughs> so uh, where can our listeners find your wares out on the internet? Well, uh, I have a business card because I couldn't remember. <laughs> but um, atomiccotton.com is where you can find our shirts. Um, and we did just release a couple of shirts for Women in Horror Month that are the Saska sister inspired shirts. We have two designs. One is by a lady named um, Danielle Batsheva, I think is her name. Sounds it's, sounds it's, intimidating, it's actually. Fancy that and sounds yeah. mildly erotic. <laughs> and then um, the other one is just by our friend Eddie. He's not a woman in horror, but he's kind of like the third member of Atomic Cotton. So we released a dead hooker in a trunk shirt and then just like an original artwork interpretation of the twins all twisted up together. And uh, yeah, so atomiccotton.com. And we're all over Facebook and Instagram and whatnot, but 
Now, are you on the Snapchats with the kids? No, that's that's dirty. Okay, that's <laughs> dirty. I mean, is you're it? Some, yeah, yeah. You're, that's where you take the dirty pictures because oh, the, the pictures don't Craig, last. They, they, was... they like after they after you send the pics the Snapchat, it only lasts for like, like ten goes minutes. Away. Yeah. What are the things that I see with people with like dog faces? That's, that's just like filters. That's a filter. Oh. That's an Instagram filter. I am so out of touch. Yeah, with, man. I'm well, all up in those sna- filters. Yeah, Snapchats is where they're like send nudes. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, I wouldn't know because nobody fucking sends me. <laughs> and I don't go around sending them because, like, my my, pri- my privates are private. So <laughs> we won't say what we said off mic initially, but Erica and Genius are going to be greeting each other in a very specific way from here on out. No, we can. Oh. Go for it. But I don't want to say it first. <laughs> you say it to me. Hey, girl. Wait, what was, was it? Hey, show, girl, show, show me, me them titties. Okay. Show uh, me them titties. Show me them titties. Uh, I mean, it's on, Women in Horror Month, motherfuckers. Right? So she's asking me <laughs> to show them titties because I got a nice little pair myself. I like to smush them up against mine. <laughs> make, make them kiss. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Whenever we have our friends on, things, things devolve so, so south so quickly. Uh, well, we tried to be professional. <laughs> we got people Skyping in. Well, it's a great to meet you in his honor. And like, we're over there. Let's see your titties. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, on a professional note, I'm really not good at um, the Atomic Cotton Instagram page. So I am EasyTZ13 on Instagram. And there you can see uh, Ralphie the road dog ralphie and porky the pork chop and applesauce who they themselves mm-hmm. have become minor celebrities yeah we're actually doing a shirt that's the it's the atomic cotton gang and it's just all of our pets that's yeah. awesome <laughs> that's uh, pretty amazing jelly co is gonna do that for us oh. yeah it's pretty sweet it, it so you have such amazing shirts and if you don't know their stuff if you've gone to any horror convention you've probably seen the majority no. of the fans wearing their shit because their shit is fantastic i know 90 percent of my wardrobe well you won the a shirt for a month for a year prize i did but even before that i was <laughs> even before that i was like we're all very much loyal members we're well, it's fans it's yeah. mm-hmm. every time you got new shit it's like oh cool what we got? what's yeah. going on yeah we're trying to really crank it out this year and it's uh it's gonna be an interesting year we're switching things up a little bit well, you guys just got back from, uh, was it Days of the Dead? Days of the Dead Atlanta. How was that? It was amazing. Was it? Yeah, it's super fun. Because, like, it's been since November since we've seen, like, our big con f- crew. Mm-hmm. And so when everybody gets back together again, we just kind of go ape shit. And, like, Chicago sort of wraps up the year in November, and everybody's just, like, we still, it's like the last day of school. We're all just blah. And then when it's, you know, the first one of the year, we freak out pretty good. It's fun. Nice. Was it a good, good one this year? Yeah, it's always good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I saw that you uh, you met um, our friend Katie, the London front. Yeah, I've been I've been knowing Katie for <laughs> a second now. But I, I, <laughs> well, hung out with. I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Um. No, but she's actually friends with a ton of our Chicago friends, and so like she crossed she crosses the scene and the mm-hmm. areas and stuff she's all up in it but um yeah we have a lot of friends in common and then i was like why are we friends because you're cute <laughs> so now we're friends i love how that whole, that connection happens <laughs> yeah it's just the connectivity between everyone mm-hmm. well the we community. have a friend in, in common his name's germ and he has they have like a little movie night thing and so i'll see like all of our friends over at his house watching movies in the basement and i'm like man i want to watch movies in the basement but katie's one of them so i was just like 
I gotta be your friend. Maybe I'll get in the basement one day. <laughs> get in the basement. <laughs> it's a pretty neat basement. I was gonna say there's so many different ways you could go with I that. I mean, I'm in your guys' basement. So well, this is a, this true. is a very pleasant yeah. environment. Yeah, we're not. It's, it's the not the people under the stairs but basement. But yeah, this yeah. isn't your rungeon. Yeah, right. Get in the basement. <laughs> so um, we. I, it's interesting, kind of our how I know Erica because <laughs> even before. Atomic Cotton, I knew Erica, and almost in a, a formative way. Um, we go back to 98. We do go way back to 98. It's kind of crazy how that happens. But Holy shit, is that 20 years? Oh, easily. Easily. That's, that's math, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Math, math. We'll break out hard. the Atomic Cotton math again here in a second. <laughs> Two nuggets. <laughs> but we met initially because I was dating one of your friends. Yes, Natalie. Yes, and um, from there, and then so... You know, young relationships go this and that. But right. whenever we hung out, I always had a good time with you because we always ended up watching like movies. We're, we nerded out. Huh? Yes. Yeah. I, I think I even remember watching like Escape from New York specifically one time. That's quite possible. And I, I guarantee <laughs> I, it was just one of those magical yeah. memories. <laughs> I wasn't even there and I'm probably sure that that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, yes. like doing like mini high fives and shit throughout. Yeah. It's like, yeah, Snake is badass. Mm-hmm. But then like flash Six forward <laughs> many, many years later, I think it was around 2005 or 2006. It was right when Zach and I started dating. So yes. it was 2005. Okay. Six. It was six. I, It was probably 2006 then. Yeah. I was at a screening of Creep Show at yep. the old uh, Glenwood in Metcalf yep. South. Can yep. get very regional with Savini and Romero, and Romero. in attendance. That's and I ran insane. into you, and yep. I was like, "Wait a minute, I know that person." And I was like, "Holy shit, that's Erica!" Yeah. And from there on out, I've been, you know, basically not in your guys' lives, but yeah, we've been have. hanging out ever yeah. since. I mean. It's cool. It's fantastic. There's a pretty sweet community here in, in Kansas of us, it's, us horror nerds and sci-fi and just nerds. Yeah. That like, it's like a little family and it's really awesome. The genre world here is kind of thriving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it's one great. great thing about Kansas City. And, and in all honesty, and it's, it, no, it's, a, it's no small part to you. I was just going to say the same, same thing to you because the horror club and like all the fucking events you guys do. I mean, you guys bust your asses to like get people out there and get together and stuff. And we don't, we don't ever show up because we're just fucking working and printing shirts and shit. Well, that's the thing though. You're, you're, you're clothing all the fans that are actually going out to these things. I wish I could see people in my clothes, yeah. but no. but when we do, when you guys are a part of an yeah. event that we're doing, it's, it's fucking magic. Because I mean, like, it's hard pressed personally for me from a level to do something in Kansas City that involves horror. And not have Atomic Cotton represented. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 yeah. It's it's. I make sure that almost all my events. I make sure that you guys get invites. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So because like you guys are the shit. Aww. I mean, really, it, uh, you're my hug buddy. You are. You give the best hugs in Kansas City. <laughs> I probably hug you more than I hug my husband. Sorry, sorry, Zach. <laughs> He's You're a, not allowed to talk. He's in exile on the couch. <laughs> in his zoo bag. Back in the basement. <laughs> Watch him like a creep. No, get out of here. With your zoo bag. It's going to be a demerit, Zach. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. He's in timeout. These are good mics. They'll pick up everything. <laughs> well, it's uh, so in terms of the, just the way the community that's been created here, it is wonderful. In fact, we just had Panic Film Festival come through. Which with, was 
so fun. And you guys were part of the Vendor Pit of Misery there. Yep. You yep. were part of our live show. Actually, mm-hmm. if you guys listen, yeah. you can hear us talking to Erica throughout. <laughs> talking shit. Because she was up front giving us. Talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I kept dropping my bell. <laughs> this is bullshit. When are you going to challenge me? Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I don't know anything. So it's been fun to actually, again, just have you part of that that ex- experience and existence. Yeah, that, part of know, the horror fam. Yeah. yeah. So, um. One thing we always ask people when they come on is, what is and what was your origin into horror? Origin. The origin, if you will. Yes. Was it a movie? Was it a book? Was it a moment? What was it that made you go, I can dig into this? Um, I just remember being a a little kid, like five or six, and (laughs) just like... We moved in with my aunt. My there was a tr- like a death in the family, so we moved into my aunt's house, and it was this big, huge mansion. And it probably wasn't, but I'm I was five, and uh, there was a pool. And I remember the first movie I ever saw in the theater was Jaws three in three D. And <laughs> right, thanks, mom and dad. Some damn so, shark's mother. Yeah. So <laughs> in the backyard, there was an Olympic-sized swimming pool, oh. and there was like a divider for like the deep end from the safe end. So I just remember swimming around and thinking that, you know, Jaws was on the other side of the rope and he was my buddy, but he would stay on the other side of the rope and I was fine in my little side. And then my fucking sister would come along and just like unhook the rope and I'd just be swimming. And then she'd be like, oh, the rope is loose. And so then I'd like freak out and like drown, you know, and try and like get to the edge. But like it's it started at such a young age. Like I would have to thank HBO and um, <laughs> <laughs> my parents' lack of uh, supervision and the eighties. Man, I mean, like I walked. I was we lived by um, movie gallery, movie gallery, and it was like a block away from my house. And I walked there when I was seven years old. Is it the one off of a hundred and third? Yeah. And uh, I walked there and I rented the exorcist and the dude was like, here you go, little girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I took it home and I waited until my parents went to sleep and I went down in the living room where the VCR was. And I remember like putting it in and sitting like an inch away from the TV and just knowing, just like being like, this is bad and it's so good, you know, like yeah. your mother sounds toxic in hell, you know, and it's just like. Oh, it was the best. Were you raised Catholic by any chance? No. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, fuck no. Because I know for like growing up Catholic, that film had just such a reputation that it was so not even having that baggage. It's still a good scary I think it was more young girl. Like I was a young girl and so I didn't know what could happen to me. You know, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh shit. Like this could happen. The to devil. Me. Yeah. Well, and also like you were saying, you wanted to thank HBO and you wanted to thank the eighties. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, like we were talking off mic about like Orca. It just in the eighties, a PG movie yeah. could do some heinous shit. Yeah. And so it's a truly like, a magical time. Yeah, I miss the eighties. I'm still fucking in the eighties. Yeah. I mean, look at me. That's. This is this is radio or podcast. You can't look at me. It's not a ham radio. Don't worry. <laughs> Attention to Mr. America and all the ships at sea. Newsflash. Hey, off of the, the Kaiser is off the... <laughs> so what from, from horror to an artist then, what was it initially that... Where, do you remember when you started kind of like doodling yes. the doodles and how did that... Well, I did doodle my diddle. Doodle. But um, so... <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> did you doodle the diddle? I diddled the doodle. Did you doodle the diddle diligently? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. 
I did. Well done. So anyway, <laughs> um, my dad was an an artist per se. I don't even he he just would draw these big monster faces, and like that was my coloring book growing up. Like oh, we were we were dope. so poor that it was like here I'm drawing this big crazy face. So I would color them in, and I would just like draw big monster faces. Um, like same age five six seven that was like what i did and so when i'm just like doodling or whatever now it's totally like has the same style that i learned from my dad but yeah just like my dad was such the you know always supportive of the weirdness in me and like oh you have this talent so i'm not gonna be like hey you can't you know watch Beastmaster and run around with a stick you know like you're just a weird little kid so have fun <laughs> I love that, and the fact that you got support oh my God, for yeah. being the weird yeah. kid and and fostering your horror creativity yeah. and my all that. My mom definitely didn't get it, and she still tries to get it, but it's like you don't get it. Yeah. Like I made a fucking mommy dearest shirt, and she was like, "Oh, I want one," and I was like, "Totally wear it." <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's the best. Okay, put it on a wire hanger. Yeah, and when you hang it up, Here you make go, mom. <laughs> um. But yeah, my dad was like every weekend we'd go to the bookstore, you know, we would like just watch movies all the time. Like, yeah, that's that's where it all started. So they were just basically each of those loves were kind of fueling each other. Yeah. Your love of horror and then your love of art. Yeah. And then so they've coalesced as it is in Atomic Cotton. So where did Atomic Cotton come from? Okay. Um, so I remember in high school, I like always wanted to find the weirdest shirts I could wear. And did you ever go to Xanadu for oh, some weird? Yeah, Xanadu. Okay, I, I, I hate to go. I mean, really. Xanadu is part of my origin story. Like, <laughs> I hate to go regional, folks. But no, were you on no, roller no. skates and dance with Fred Astaire or different Xanadu? Oh, okay. It was a t-shirt store. Nice. And it was like you walk in and it smelled like fucking Nog Chomp, and <laughs> it was just black. There were stickers everywhere. There was that one dude sitting behind the counter looking at his little TV, like whatever the fuck he was doing, and just rows and rows and rows of black t-shirts. And it was the best. And, and like, you could get all your concert t-shirts everything. there. But he did have one little like stupid movie rack. Did you know that? I don't know if I ever yeah, saw man. the movie rack. I remember I got like Goodfellas and uh, Taxi Driver, like a few a few solid like, good, shirts. Real cinema. Yeah, that I still have because I'm like, these are my classics. Yeah. I don't know if I ever saw. I'm really kicking myself now. I think <laughs> I was. Suck. I know I was too invested in the Iron Maiden section. Yeah. <laughs> you got to expand. <laughs> yeah, it was totally like off to the side. Like it was nobody ever went over there. Damn it. So um. So don't feel bad, Greg. Nobody went yeah, over sorry, there. Sorry. So. What was the question? <laughs> the origin of Atomic okay. Cotton. So um, I was want to make T-shirts, and then when I was in college, I like got more into the graphic side of art and uh, realized I could never make it as a photographer. And then um, I started working for a screen printer and I like learned the trade. And then I met Zach and I was working, I was doing pre-press for a company and I got uh, fired because I called a coworker a fat, hateful cunt. But she was. But she, the <laughs> and, was in the uh, at least she was. I mean, I mean she it, totally was. And her name yeah. was Erica too. And I was like, nah. No, so uh, <laughs> which Erica? This Erica or the fat hateful? The fat Erica? hateful mm. one, because this one's fucking sweet. <laughs> um, and so got laid off, and Zach and I had been married for I don't know were we married then? Yeah, it hadn't been long, 
but we'd bought um, screen printing equipment with all of our like married money that mm-hmm. people give you. And we were just like, well, fuck it. Let's just do it. And so um, I just like ma- made a couple of shirts and some of our friends were like, oh, I'd buy that. Um, and we were going to conventions like as fans. And there was actually a dude, uh, Joe Garcia or T-shirt Joe. And like he was sort of the inspiration of, you know, where we're going to go. And I was like, hey, man, this dude just makes T-shirts and like sells them at horror shows. Maybe I could do that. That's what we do. How many years now have you guys been? Six. Again, breaking out the atomic cotton Zach's, math. Zach's the dates, guys. Okay, no, that's okay. So, I mean, that... <laughs> you've, but you've established, as Genius was saying, you've established a very devoted, and it's so funny to say that, a devoted fan base. I know, it's weird. Because, you know, you think of a devoted fan base, you think it to, um, you know... Specific, Movies, yeah. uh, sports teams, but a t-shirt company? Yeah, there's, and totally, that's awesome. like, there's totally t-shirt loyalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy just in terms of how many t-shirts... Because there, there are some... I'm curious. There are. Would you consider all the other companies out there competing T-shirt companies, or how do you guys do that on the convention circuit? Well, we all have different shit. Oh, sorry. No, you're okay. I, I'll get up on it. Um, <laughs> we all have different styles, and you know, like maybe we have the same subject matter, but it's all it's all so fucking different, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. There's just there's enough room and playground for everybody to play. That's how I feel about it, and I know that that's how a handful of other companies feel about it. There might be a few that are more like competitive or secretive or whatever, but we just, you know, we don't really care. Like we just want to make cool shirts and hang out with people and have a good time. And like, um, definitely fright rags in my mind has always been like the top dog because that's the company that I saw that I was like, Oh, that's so fucking cool. Like mm-hmm. one of the first shirts I ever got was the, uh, thanks for the ride lady, you know? And it's like, that's one of the sh- first shirts Ben ever did. And like, was that creep show too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, so he's sort of at the top, but we travel around with like five or six different shirt companies and we're all buddies and, you know, we talk shop and everybody does art for everybody. Like I do film steps for some of the other companies and it's pretty cool. It's like, it's another community, you know? Do you remember the first design that you, that you yourself designed for Atomic Cotton? Do you remember which one it was? Um, Zach does. What was it? Critters. It was, yeah, I was going to say critters or martyrs, Ah, but it was critters. I, I have two critter shirts because the one that I wore had a hole, got a hole in it after wearing so long. Got a backup. Yeah. yeah. So our you, first customer too. Shout out to our first first customer was Damien, um, local Damien dude. I'm not sure. I don't want to say his last name. That's okay. Yeah. We'll yeah. Keep... <laughs> so shout out to local Damien. Local Damien. Local dude Damien. You know who you are. Right. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> well, you talked. To, you you said you know the first one that you saw initially was something that was for Creep Show Two. Thanks for the. I mean that's such a specific. Yeah, thing. it was just yeah. the bum holding the sign yeah. that said mm-hmm. Dover. And that's what I that's what I love about your guys and what you do is you do you take some not not necessarily obscure, but like you've guys got a police academy shirt. Well, you have a Revenge yeah, of the Nerd shirt. Yeah, yeah and I mean, you go beyond. <laughs> and the cool part about it is it's not just like the cover art. Yeah, you know. Oh it's no, it actually, is. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's I it's, try and be artistic. It's yeah. through your the filter of Erica with a lot of your which that's what we love. Well, and another thing that like it's women in horror month you know and there's tons of female horror fans out there and like i just wanted to bring some color and some pizzazz and some fun and like artistry to it like i mean 
at the time when we started there wasn't a whole lot of it there's more now um but it was just like black and white and maybe some red you know like that was your horror shirt and i was just like eh. Yeah, you, you guys, a little pizzazz. You know, because you can see your wares from across a convention it's floor. Bright. It is. That's that stamp. <laughs> actually, it's almost like a Jack yeah. Kirby esque like. Yeah, we pop. We really try to make shit loud. Well, and, <laughs> and it works because it's super popular. And we've even said it. Even when we go out to conventions in Chicago and all the other ones, like nine oh, out of ten people are wearing Atomic Cotton shit, it's and it's so fucking awesome. It's because we're there. We're like buyer stuff. <laughs> Do it! <laughs> or you're going to the basement with Zach. In the corner. And you will not be allowed to speak. And you can't pet applesauce. Nope. No, 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 no. That is, that is a privilege. That is a privilege. Exactly. But it's kind of an unspoken code when you see people in those shirts. You can just kind of almost give them a nod. Like a Tom Cotton. Yup. I love that. That's weird. It's really weird. No, it's just... A, it's just you know, well, it's I, cool, but it's like it's still weird. But it's it's an unspoken. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to reveal that to you, Erica. That's what we do when you're not around there. Um, so no, obviously, Atomic Cotton's just it's made its name in the horror the the horror genre, if you will, or just genre in general. Yeah. Um, is there anything um, specific design wise that you haven't done that you want to do? Can't think of anything off the top of my head. Because you've been pretty fortunate. You guys have been able to do quite a few things. Yeah, it pretty much is like how I work is whatever I'm into at the moment is where I go. Um, so the question is then, what are you into at this moment? I can't really talk about that. Ooh, ooh, hush, hush stuff. Yeah. We're working on a lot of licensing stuff, like trying to get as many titles under our belt before we start releasing a lot of like what we're working on. Mm-hmm. One of the things though that we're doing this year is like with Jellico and the, the shirt of our pets, like we're going to try and get, more of our friends that are artists to release original designs, but yet with like an atomic cotton spin or like theme to them. And yeah, we're going to do that. You guys are evolving a little bit. We got to switch it up. Gonna keep it fresh. The Cronenberg kind of growth. Yeah. As long as you stay the Lisa Frank of horror. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. I love that. I love it. Yeah. That's totally. <laughs> So as it is Women in Horror Month, uh, we wanted to bring you on to talk, number one, not only to talk about Atomic Cotton and the art and what have you, but just to talk about women in horror and okay. some of our, what are your, when you go into a horror flick, what are you looking for? What do you want out of a horror movie? Oh my God, dude, that is such a broad question. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want a good. Well, I, I don't want to go straight into your top five. We gotta, I want know. a good movie. It's going to be good. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Entertain me. Yeah. Dance monkeys. <laughs> that works. That works. But I guess I should say then, you mentioned this was tough for you to put together. Like it a really top was. five. Uh, what criteria did you look at when putting together your list? Okay. Um, I went with strong women um, that like just like an, an inner strength that, you know, they hold everything together. Um, yeah, just... I don't know. That was sort of the main characteristic that I was going for. That's okay. Because, I mean, there's got to be a reason behind the list. Yeah. You know, the com- and you also and mentioned... And ones that just I personally related to whenever I, like, saw the movie or whatever, like, it hit me in the feels. Get you in there? Yeah. Nice. That works. <laughs> that works. But and- I, I had a hard time, and I, I verified with you guys that it's not all necessarily horror. Mm-hmm. It is... It's like genre. It's like sci-fi, fantasy. We have everything. We have made the case numerous times on this show that sci-fi is genre or horror. It's all genre fair. Genre fair falls into horror. So 
Ils sont trop fancy. Ils sont bons. Now you mentioned though that you had it was a ranking as well. Yeah. So you're gonna go like top five. Yeah, but like you said earlier, it's it changes it can... all the time because I just thought of one while I was sitting here. <laughs> um, but you... so I'm gonna start with my number five list of badass chicks in horror, and I have to go with Carrie White. Mm, awesome. Oh. <laughs> That's. I just want to say, cover up them dirty pillows, yeah, you know, just like... Your dirty pillows. They're well, called I'm... breasts, mama. <laughs> All and women have them. them. <laughs> I watched that again, not this last year, and it punishes harder now, I think, yeah, in today's mm-hmm. day and age. Yeah. When So, when do you remember, your, what was your first experience watching that then, Carrie? I don't know my first, but I know my favorite. The, ooh, there we go. <laughs> That's the good one. There mm-hmm. we go. I would have to say it would be senior prom night. Um, because I was not invited to the prom and I had weird, freaky female friends that were also not invited to the prom, um, a gay girl and just like, we were just like the outcasts. And so we all got together and got super stoned and watched Carrie. And it was like one of the best things ever because we were just like the coven of Carrie. Yeah, man. That's dope. We were just weirdo it's yeah. like the craft in a way but watching carrie it's such a bonding moment yeah, though. It, yeah. i mean it was prom night and i was like I, we're fucking watching carrie because we're dorks and nobody wanted to go to the dance with us but it sounds like you, <laughs> oh if they would have known now i know, you know? I, I turned out awesome because yeah exactly you turn out awesome <laughs> the weird kids are always turns out mm-hmm. awesome they've always it's turned out we gotta awesome. try harder mm-hmm. and we have like the wounds to grow right. from exactly you know what it's like to yeah no the weird kids are always the best yeah. people and the most awesome which is and, yeah. a lesson that you learn from carrie because she was you totally empathize with just you know the shit that she has to go through that opening scene plug alone. it up man Fucking yeah plug it up no that's that's a, that's brutal. a rough one that is that's that's horror for me that's yeah. true horror like, beyond the, those girls would be arrested nowadays if they did that shit you know that's uh, like crazy sexual harassment and like traumatic experience mm-hmm. but oh that was just the 70s yeah, man. <laughs> little little hazing like opening scene is like foggy dreamy just tits and bush so yeah that's how i like to start women and then you find your tree, yeah. <laughs> see them titties <laughs> and then the tr- the horror truly hits well you mentioned though just kind of feeling like being the outcast i mean carrie was the outcast totally. yeah. and then to see her go through everything like that ultimately you're rooting for her, but you know what's coming yeah but then i guess that makes the comeuppance that much sweeter mm-hmm. uh carrie and, 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 and that's one thing that didn't work with the remake the chloe yeah. she wasn't i mean it was all right but meh. She's no sissy Spacek just has she, that. there's a meekness about yeah. her. Yeah, that's just like because I, I remember girls like that that would just like, you know, you just brush them aside like they weren't even there. You know, and that's a you, you go back to like maybe even like Alice in some of the the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. When you get like yeah. from four and five, she mm-hmm. kind of is portrayed as that real meek, meek mousy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with this. It's just the stringy hair. Yeah. And then there's the transformation. Yep. But with Carrie, yeah. just everything that she's going through from that's the worst part. Getting bullied at school and then going home and, and it's getting even, even getting worse. worse. Yeah. And Piper Laurie also in that movie is she puts on. Yeah. Go to your closet and pray. Yeah, like, it's so terrifying. Just it really like is. the the 
the headmaster nun from hell. Yeah. I mean, it's just insane. And the and the, the to me the scariest part about that movie, not all the supernatural monsters and shit, it's the real horror that can happen because like yeah. whatever Carrie mom it's, did it's fucking high school gym class yeah, yeah it's high school gym class is horror uh <laughs> fucking super religious go pray in the, yeah. the closet that's like, horror i remember the fucking anxiety and fear of having to get naked in front of your peers yeah. oh when you're no a kid. that's terrible and yeah. then getting f- made fun of because yeah. you're the I'm fat the, kid i'm the fat kid jay high five for being the fat kid and then you know? like dress out no, I don't want to because yeah. we're going to change in the bathroom you can't do it now I'm going to check you for scoliosis <laughs> what the fuck is that <laughs> you got checked for scoliosis yeah. I got checked for ticks oh Does man that, they, they, don't, they didn't do that to they the didn't girls do, no <laughs> they, they're like yeah, let's, let's bend over I'm going to touch your spine yeah ah! so <laughs> fucking weird that was it truly that's, was that's hella weird <laughs> so much of those things and we, we're doing a series now for Nerds and Nostalgia like all movies from the 80s that could only exist in the 80s and that kind of stuff that could kind only exist yeah. in the 70s yeah. Yeah. for the most part no that's a truly truly but, but she is Carrie ultimately mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. badass She's there's pathos you feel for and yeah. that entire journey is wonderful. And you feel so bad after the end when like you know it's you like get, well, she gets her come she, up and well, but she like there's genuine remorse there in the end when she kills her mom and she's like fuck you know I fucking killed my mom and I'm horrible. I've and done I'm all just, this terrible shit yeah. and I can't control it. Right. So again, the Catholic well. guilt comes back. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Would it be Catholic guilt or would it be conservative Christian Baptist guilt? Crazy, yeah, that's yeah. a closet guilt. Closet, yeah. <laughs> That's Catholic guilt, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so from number five down to number four, what do we have? Number next? four, I have Bridget from Ginger Snaps. I just saw that movie last week. By Emily Perkins. Mm-hmm. Like for the first time you just no, saw? No, no, oh, no. Okay. Rewatch. I was going to beat you, you up. I was going to say, yeah, you're going to get five the <laughs> five in the eye. Indeed. So no, this is uh, some good old exploitation. Mm-hmm, Our neighbors mm-hmm. from the north there. This is such a great. Just it's just a good movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. In and of itself, beyond kind of divorcing itself from horror. So, what was it with her particular character? I think it again is the whole outcast vibe. But she <laughs> is just she's the brains. She figures shit out. She takes care of her sister. She's mm-hmm. a protector, mm-hmm. and she's you know she just is strong. And I, I like to kind of go into Ginger Snaps too as well because like then you see a real like transformation into just how fucking crazy and strong and weird she is. Um, but she like gets more animalistic and everything too. Cause she's, you know, she's a fucking werewolf. Right. Of right. course. Of course. Um, but yeah, I just, I just like her character cause she's such a weirdo. I like weirdos, man. You're attracted to the weird ones. Yeah. Cause I am one. You, you are the weird ones, mister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, um, just another one. That's a great movie in terms of the, going through the change much mm-hmm. like in Carrie the changes one so, goes it's a through whole, like period evolution mm-hmm. I'm in puberty weird awkward girl thing that I went for and it's a <laughs> perfect extension yeah, like a just, period piece yeah. yes. mm-hmm. it works so well in that regard um it was do you think just elements like that kind of draw you more towards those characters then as you as you said they're you know yeah it, I mean it, it has a lot to do with the, the awkward just weirdness of how I felt as a kid Whenever I saw those movies and how much I identified with what those girls went through, like I was gonna throw May on my list, Ooh. because but I didn't. She's a, she's an honorable, honorable mention. mention. <laughs> but um, because that whole like you're just so fuck, you just feel so weird. You don't know how to tell people that like I like you, but it's like instead I'm just gonna be weird. 
you know and now people i guess find that endearing in me but <laughs> you had to wait a while for it yeah, but ultimately I mean, it's worth the wait yeah it, now it, it makes me money <laughs> <laughs> so you heard that folks mm. if you're a younger listener totally. and you're weird It'll yeah. pay off. keep being weird keep on it you will get money yeah so Good good, that's some good advice. Some <laughs> know, good life right? lessons. It really is. You know what, what is it? What is, what is it? Uh... I actually told uh, a young girl like recently. I was like, "You're weird. Will pay. You're, you're gonna make money one day being weird right. art kid. Like, just don't change. Stay weird. Good money. Yeah. There we go. And then she dropped out of school, and I was oh, like, shit. "Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Not that weird. <laughs> you're 16. Go back to school. Stay in school. Stay in school and be weird. That's you, Araya. If you're listening, which you're not." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stay weird, Araya, but go back to school. Go back to school. Eh, or don't, whatever. Yeah, yeah. just stay weird. <laughs> stay weird. Enjoy your art. Do your art, Araya. Keep doing it. From Ginger Snaps, where are we going next? From our neighbors to the north. So that was um, four. Number three, I have Chris McNeil from The Exorcist. Going back. Mm-hmm. Mm. To my roots. Going to mm-hmm. the... I need to ask, Are you? have you watched The Exorcist TV show? Yeah, I thought it was great. Okay, okay. I, we'll continue, we'll go. We'll have a. We'll. I'm one of those people that I'll watch everything, and I'll I enjoy everything for the most part because like it's more. It's more for me to watch. Yeah. Well, from the the teenage outcast to the protective mother. Right. What What would drew you to? Maybe I was one in one. <laughs> wow! Wow! We got pathos. Yeah, we got the, the reels and the feels. Deep, man. It is. <laughs> So we need to get you over to the couch. Just lay down. You're right. We'll be all right. I'll be okay. <laughs> no, I made that, it this I mean, far. But that's legit, though. That's... Uh, no, I think it, it's the whole protector thing. Yeah. Like uh, another characteristic of me growing up was I always felt like I had to protect the other weirdos. And uh, <laughs> just that whole. Yeah. I mean, she's it's the protector. And I'm, you noticed with um, Ginger Snap, there's the loyalty the aspect there as and well. And Bridget's a protector mm-hmm. too, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's taking there's, care of her sister. There's, yeah. yeah, there's some definitely some connective tissue there. Yep. Well, that and also just everything going, that feeling of helplessness that you get mm-hmm. when something has happened to someone and you can't, you can't, can't do anything, do anything about it. it. Yeah. And then you amplify it just in terms of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> Pazuzu. Yeah, uh, she's totally helpless and she has to hold her shit together. And she manages to, and it's, it's, I mean, that performance, Ellen Bernstein is just, it's fucking phenomenal. Like just, I can, the face (laughs) that she makes when she opens the bedroom door and the bed is just jumping up and down that like fear. It's so good. Yeah. It's palpable Yeah, that Mm -hmm. the entirety of that film, just when you put yourself in her shoes Yeah, and even if you're not a parent, although I know that when you become a parent, you see, you know, horror films, hell just with our little fur children and what have right. you know right. you just put yourself in that scenario oh my god what do you do if lola's head is spinning around yeah. and she's i mean i don't want to hear owen or, i don't want to hear like, owen and cough owen. up a hairball let right. alone like Bleh! yeah like it just owen's like meow meow your mother sucks cocks in hell you know it's just like <laughs> <laughs> that would be frightening that yeah. would be terrible like just Cat heads spinning around, they're like Hausu. Just <laughs> As, yeah, wait, that does sound. And it would familiar. blow vomit everywhere. Yeah. So your thoughts then on the Exorcist TV series? And I'll, I'll just say this: spoilers, because I want to talk about oh, for sure. Because you never got around to seeing it. I got it. it. Okay, once I finish watching the first season, we'll do a whole fucking show on it. Because I want, I liked what I saw. I, I want to talk so a little. So we can't spoiler. talk about season two. I, I'll tell you what. 
Oh, there we go. Are you gonna just? I'm gonna run to the restroom. There we go. Perfect. Pee break. Pee break. You guys talk. So about this is spoiler talk spoiler then talk on season one, but okay. the reveal. Yeah. When the big reveal happens, did that turn you off from the show, or did that I make you? I saw it coming, man. I mean, come on. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, did it insult you then? Were you just like, ah, oh, really? I was waiting. I was waiting for it. Like I was waiting for something to tie it all together. Right. And so when it did. I you know I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. I thought Gina Davis was quite good in that. I love Gina Davis yeah. in anything. Like I just watched The Fly the other day. Oh. And she's fucking crazy in The Fly. Like, she's she's she, so good. She makes me she makes me want to cry mm-hmm. when her she's reacting to Brendelfly and the whole yeah, that no because she loves him yeah. even though he's a fucking weird fly guy. We recently had <laughs> Heather Wixon on uh, and she was it was really funny because she's like she watched it and she's like it was the first time I realized that uh, Stathis was kind of right. Mm-hmm. And you re- you look back, and you're like, you, you know, you, you, you kind of was, yeah. just in terms of the precautions. But uh, so season one, you didn't, the, the turn didn't. Now season two, they went a different route in terms of the focus was on an entirely different you they know, family. They did, but at the end, they tied in Exorcist 3. Yes. Which, which I, I kind of got to say is sort of maybe my favorite Exorcist. People are going to fucking freak out that I said that, but... There's I, a growing legion three. of. I love three. It's just so good. Can I come on now, or am I still? Yes, like, oh, yes. Come yeah. on in. Come on in. But Brett. at the end of season two, there's that shout out to Exorcist three that I was I saw coming, and I was like, oh, it's a hallway. Is it? Oh, that thing's like it's gonna happen, and, and chop. Yeah, yep. and I was like, yeah. Probably. The, did they do the? Did they? Did they have the ghost thing come maybe, at the? Maybe. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> okay. Just just watch the show. <laughs> uh, okay. No, I, I agree that. Uh, but even in the, the show, they actually have strong women, you know, depicted oh, yeah. in characters. Uh, uh, what's her? Uh, uh, Brianna Brianna Hildeford, I believe, is her name. She's on from there in Tragedy Girls. Yeah, she's in the second season. Dope. Yeah. Is she who's she? The she's girl? the one. Uh, yes. Verity. Yeah, Verity. Yes. Yeah. No, she's good. Megasonic really Teenage good. Warhead. Have you mm-hmm. seen Tragedy Girls? No, I haven't. You have to check it out. It's You'll really enjoy good. it. Really it's good. a lot of fun. I'll watch it tomorrow. You should, especially for Women in Horror Month. Mm-hmm. All right. So from the McNeils. And the exorcists. What are we going to next? Oh my god, we're on to number two already. Um, Valeria from Conan. Oh! Sandelberg. Hell yes! Yeah. Okay, so we all attended the Days of the Dead in Chicago a few years ago. Oh my god! Can you tell us about your experience there, Erica? Because I... Come on yes. now. <laughs> Let me tell you about my experience. So, um... Huge Conan fan. And uh, Sandel Bergman was there. And I, I was like not ready so uh, but i had like all my stuff for her to sign and everything and i go over and i get into her line and there's maybe two girls in front of me and so i'm i'm waiting in line and i'm weeping like already just i'm looking at her and i'm crying so hard and so and people like are all in the room are like looking at me because i'm not i'm just crying so hard so i get up to her and she's like, are you okay? And I'm just like, I love you so much. <laughs> like freaking out. And I was like, my dad and I would watch your movie. Like so <laughs> crying so hard. And so she literally held me. She just put her arms around me oh, and held is- me. And she was like, it's okay. You'll be okay. It's okay. And I just, I, she just held me for like, it was probably like five minutes. I don't even know how long it was. And I just cried. And she held me. And then she wrote on my, my autograph or on the thing I had her sign. It was something like, you know, 
don't stop being s- such a sensitive, beautiful soul or some oh. shit like that. I know. Oh. And I was just like, Santa Bergman <laughs> just loves me. And still, like, see, you made me bring it up because it's totally one of those stories it's that like wonderful. everybody was like, did you see how hard Erica lost her shit? And it's because... Because you're a it's endearing. Yeah. Yeah. It's- it, yeah. And like, because growing up, she was the epitome of a fucking badass. Yep. You know, like when you when you meet her for the first time, she's like breaking into some shit. She's like, you know, you want to live forever. Right. And just like jumps into this hole and you're like, damn. And she's all like, it's just great. It's just great. She's the epitome of a Valkyrie. She when fights, I think of Valkyries, I think of demons and shit to keep to bring his soul and mm-hmm. bring him back to life. And like, it's fucking just it's amazing. It's so good. Your thoughts on Red Sonia? Um, I'm a fan because of all sorts of different reasons, but Sandal Bergman mm-hmm. told me a story about how she found out that she was lactose intolerant <laughs> on the on the set of that because they were in Italy and she was eating all sorts of cheeses and she discovered that she was lactose intolerant. And she it was not a pleasant experience for her <laughs> filming um Red Sonia. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. Yeah. <sighs> Poor t- probably the size of Torn of Hoblock. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well you mentioned uh, you, you, i think the way a lot of like people look at wonder woman now when that came out and you have young young girls now have an idol uh ray mm-hmm. from the star wars universe now totally. you have and so that i mean that was your ray back in the day yeah and so sure. to actually meet her and have her to be cool and genuine and have that moment yeah. i mean mm-hmm. that's to me i mean would you what would you if you could go back and tell little Erica, she would believe watching. half the shit I've done. <laughs> yeah, I was life. gonna say, yeah, that's <laughs> seriously like, but especially Valeria. Yeah, man, she wouldn't believe it. She'd be like, nope, go back to your time, weirdo. She, we, we when we were talking to her, she was talking about like double fisting uh, Winstead's burgers. Yeah, she's and being happy about being in Kansas City. She yeah. loves Kansas City. She's and a Kansas City native, local. and she she's the nicest fucking person. Yeah, she really she's is. Great. She's just. Loyal and not loyal, down to earth, humble, just 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 a wonderful human yeah. being. And and the fact that she didn't have a huge line like boggled my mind. Yeah. But I'm also grateful because she got to hold me like a baby for like ten minutes. Well, she she needed. The, <laughs> was she, she like? Shh, it's okay. Do you want to live forever? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> if she would have seen you later in the con and she would have just been all sparkly and shit, that would have just like. We, I saw, I saw her a few times like we would pass each other and she kept giving me like nods and little like waves and stuff and I was like yes <laughs> I got it so good that's a that's a that's a perfect yeah. perfect pick so that, that actually awesome. technically that brings us down to your first so let's hear some of the honorable mentions okay some of my honorable mentions are Rosemary Woodhouse from Rosemary's Baby from, oh mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's a good one that's right. gotta be a hard situation to be into I mean one seriously nobody like, believes you right and like well, I mean pregnancy alone is, yeah. is rough but you already yet, feel like you're possessed by, by something. something and then somebody with what's the matter with his eyes yeah it's that's, yeah, that's I saw that not too long ago in the theater and seen it on the big screen like that with that score and just everything yeah. it's mm-hmm. such a good slow burn yeah I have that record the Mondo yep and it's like I like to listen to it the while r- I do chores around my house <laughs> 
Yeah, it's good stuff. Oh, I, I couldn't even imagine doing like housework, housework to, that. to that. La la la, because like I like to float around and do chores. I don't mind floating, but it's the la la's. It's yeah. the creepy kid la la's yeah. that scared the shit well, out of Poltergeist me. Poltergeist soundtrack too is one of my yeah. favorites. Oh yeah, la 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 la. It's the creepy kids. Yeah. There's something about creepy kids that inherently terrify the shit out of me. So like. That's why I scare them before they get me. Well, and then that will uh, bring me into my next honorable mention, the mm-hmm. mom from Poltergeist. Oh, yes. Di- is, Di- is Diane, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Joe Beth, Beth, jo Beth yeah. Williams. Yeah. Mary Beth, Joe Beth Williams. Yeah. She, there's a scene in Poltergeist where they're in the bedroom. He's reading the book about Reagan. Yeah. And she's casually rolling the joint. And it's just this perfect <laughs> slice of Americana I never totally. saw. But, but it's yeah. so genuine and just like, and it's not a big deal. And there's just something about the She humane. rolls the sloppiest joint, too. <laughs> it's all way. pregnant, loose, yeah, and it's just, just like... It's so powdery, and then there's all this pot in their bed, and it's like, come on. But also another one that's super Waste protective. Waste not, want not. She, she's all about getting her little... She, 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 she's the one that, that goes in. Jumps yeah. in the portal. She, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, sh- she's all, you know, thinks it's fun and games in the beginning, and is like doing, you know, oh, yeah. all sorts of jumping jacks in the kitchen and shit. <laughs> But then it's like when the shit hits the fan, she's, she's the one that steps up to the mm-hmm. plate. Out of the way, coach. Yeah. And then and you have fucking Tangina and yeah. like that whole, that movie is very female driven. It's a great, that's a good one. For it is. Women in horror. It's really good, it actually. Is. Yeah. Because. You're welcome. That was, I know, I know. Because <laughs> I mean, I, that one is great because one, the main um, protagonist is going to oh. be uh, Carolyn and the mm-hmm. mom. Yeah. And then. You know, she's the one in peril, and then Zelda Rubenstein. Well, and then there's even the the other woman that comes in that like the the media, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, apparently some, and I think it was actually on the commentary track for a little film that's going on behind us, the trailer trauma. Uh, one of Zelda Rubenstein's films is on there, and a guy said she was at a Q and A, and apparently the only she, thing she talked about in the entire Q and A were all of her past lovers. Awesome, I know. Which is oh like, my god, would you not pay money, good money, yeah. to yeah. sit for that to yeah. hear the erotic, I, yeah. the erotic, the erotic life adventures. of Zelda Rubenstein? Holy oh, shit! Man. Somebody needs to make that movie now, yeah. and it needs to be a Netflix original. Yeah. Just the erotic adventures of <laughs> Zelda Rubenstein. <laughs> Continue on with your honorable mentions, there, Erica. Um, the, the, these pants are blessed. Okay, this is a little, this is a little, kind of out of the nowhere, sort of. But Ellen Brody from the Jaws Ooh. movies. Ah. I like that. I like that. Now, are we talking like the entire progression? Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll even go up to four. Yeah, yeah. She was the Why badass not? in three yeah. and four. Or in four. Yeah. four. yeah. But like, she has to put up with a lot of shit and take care of those kids and like. Her husband's all going through some stuff and shit. Uh, losing yeah. most of her kids actually throughout the film, yeah. yeah. as yeah. it is. Damn, through a well, fucking she, shark. She only loses one. Yeah, you're right. In part, four, technically part four. Yeah, because yeah. they all survive in yeah. part three. It's Sean dies yeah. in the first. And... That's actually how's it, how long has it been since you've seen part two? Mm, not very long. Okay, watch it if you haven't watched it in a while. There's this kind of thing that going around the internet where watch it in the lens of a slasher film. And it enhances the entire viewing. I can see that. It really mm-hmm. does. It plays to all the tropes. It's it's interesting. I Even hate with Ellen Brody. the teenagers. Oh, yeah. Such shits in that movie. Oh, it's a what's yeah, his bucket? No, I um, want them to die. I want them Gordon. to die. So bad. bad. Keith Gordon. Come on, it's Keith Gordon. <laughs> does nothing for Does me. nothing for <laughs> Just the go. Well, you know what? Keith Gordon, Jaws, Gordon's fisherman. There we go. Nice. Ding, ding. Well done. Thank you. 
Um, my next one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't is, fucking patronize me. <laughs> uh, Linnea Quigley. There we go. In general. Just, um, yeah. In general. Well, no, the two main characters though are trash, and I had I top above that though is uh, Night of the Living Dead's oh. or, or not not that sorry. Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons. Yes. That's simply because of being a young girl, not knowing your body very well. And um, the lipstick scene, like one of these days, is that going to happen to my body? I'm going to be able to like store things in my boob. From the female perspective, how did, did okay, that just yes, throw you please, off? Please, please yeah, tell no, me. It's fucking how weird. How okay. weird was that? Because th- she, she like sticks her whole finger inside her boob with lipstick and like pop, just pops in there. And it's like, what? And I saw that. I know Malaya's on the screen right now, but I saw that, you know, I was probably what? 10 11 12 oh, no. you know like pre-puberty oh, and so it's that's... like i'm going through changes and what's gonna happen to my boobs you know like that it, that fucked me up so he said show them titties then like a whole bunch of shit just falls yeah, yeah. oh there's my lipstick <laughs> right it's the weirdest thing and yeah. i'm glad i i'm glad you can vindicate like yeah. for, from yeah. the female point of view from the male point of view because that was Gotta some weird good shit for the boys. Oh, you're right so fucked up <laughs> I just always love the fact that she knows the kind of film she's in. Oh yeah, and just makes them that much better. Yeah, mm-hmm. we uh, we've been in several conventions and events and whatnot with Linnea, and she's amazing. She's just, just the best. Genuine. She's a total f- like flake and liberty gibbet, but <laughs> she's super wait wait, wait liberty oh. gibbet liberty gibbet liberty gibbet. It's from fucking Joe versus the volcano. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God damn. Good pull. No that's problem. that is that's why. That's what I do. That's, that's yeah. why I'm on your show. I was right, say pretty that's, much. Yeah. That's there we go. That's why we're, we're friends. <laughs> yep. So um yeah, I think okay. that's all of well Phoebe from Monster Squad too, just because she's cute and Phoebe. yeah, and she, don't be chicken shit. That's why I picked her just for the don't be chicken shit line. She's pretty rad. Yeah, and I still. Do, do you cry? No, of course you don't. Come on now. I cry all the time. Yeah. Okay, phew, okay. I was gonna, what? Tim's don't cry. I thought I was going to get mocked for a second, no, no, but no, you no, know no, that no. moment Phoebe. when, yes, that Phoebe. just kills me. I showed that Phoebe. for the yeah. first um, like Halloween double feature I did in the backyard. Don't I did go. Monster Squad. Oh, God. Yeah. And I was the only one sobbing. Like no. Everyone else was like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, it's and so She sad. fucking throws the dog. Oh, yeah. Scraps. Scraps. <laughs> so good, which... All of these wonderful picks. Um, we'd love to hear what you guys think. Favorite female hor- uh, women in horror. Hit us up on uh, Twitter at Nightmare Junk, on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. But what is your last pick there, Erica? It was tough. It was a tough call. But I had to go with um, Lieutenant Ellen Ripley. Yes! Because. <laughs> Get away from her, you bitch! Yeah. If yeah, because that's so notably absent on the list that I was like, yeah. oh, if this isn't number one. I was I was saving it because <laughs> originally I was just gonna talk about all just aliens. Yeah. That was what we talked about, and I was like, I can't. <laughs> it's too much. But um, Ripley is just like so much ingrained in everything. Like if you walk into my office, literally on every wall, there's something aliens related, and. Uh, and that's just my jam. Aliens. What was your first one? Aliens or alien? Aliens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's always interesting how that works. Yeah. Now, then you would then you do do reverse engineering backwards. Yes. Okay. Well, and my dad was a marine, and so the whole like space, space. marines thing, like you know, I kind of wanted to be that when I was a kid. Like I fucking wanted to be Vasquez so hard. Like sh- that's just what I went for as a kid, and 
<laughs> I mean, I got into a lot of shit when I was a kid because <laughs> I wanted to be just were... that badass, you know? Um, so, yeah. Ripley and Vasquez and just Newt and you got you have the fucking queen in there. That's another just woman. It's the women. Like, mm-hmm. the dudes are kind of like, game over. Like, they're sort of dopes. You know? Ancillary. Yeah. And, and... and ex- I mean... Except for Bishop and Hicks, like everybody else can just fucking die, and they do. They do. Yeah. So you know, the women in that one, and Ripley, like when I was in college, I wrote a paper about the evolution of Lieutenant Ellen Ripley through all four movies, and uh, I could just go on. And Again, on. that is why. <laughs> that is why. Yeah, exactly. Um, we do a little show called Nerds and Nostalgia once a month at Tapcade, and if you ever go to Tapcade. Uh, one of their decor is one of your Ripley's. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, all the illustrations are, are, yeah, in the are theater. mine. But yeah, there's a fucking power loader, man. Mm-hmm. It is, and it's huge. It's, it's, it's huge. It's about a, what, a five foot? It's six feet. Wow. Yeah, it's six and feet And it's dope tall. as shit, yeah. too. But I will never draw a machine ever again. Because <laughs> that was so hard, man. What was that like seeing that, though, in the theater? Oh, my God. Your art it's out fucking there. crazy. It's like, I did it, Mom. I made it. Yeah. Um, that's probably one of the coolest things. Because it's like that theater is such an important part of our scene. Yeah. And then just to know that like you're part of it. Yeah. yeah, That's my art. And sometimes like I'll meet somebody that is we'll just be talking about Tapcade and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hey, that's my art. And they're always like, oh. And then I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, what? And then he's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, Mm -hmm. mm mm-hmm. And then he's like, yeah, for real. And I was like, yep. <laughs> I swear I was going to I knew that to... was going to happen. Too. I called it. <laughs> well, speaking of French, uh, actually, what do you think of Alien Resurrection? I watched it today. I'm, 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 I like them all. Okay. I, will, I will literally watch anything Aliens related. Covenant. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really like the new shit so much, but mm-hmm. I, I will watch it and enjoy it and memorize it. Because that's what I do. <laughs> Look, check it out. Aliens trailer is on right behind us. That's incredible. That's incredible. Whoa. <laughs> Talk about another 80s thing. Whoa. Well, no, no. It's uh, interesting Where's because... Where's Fran Tarkington? <laughs> God damn. And Kathy Lee Gifford. Uh-huh. Vasquez. Yeah. Vasquez. Uh, Jeanette Goldstein. That was one of my favorite surprises uh, was... Speaking of women in horror, mm-hmm. was near dark. Hell yeah, I, I almost and Catherine put that on Bigelow's my list too. use yeah. of all the cast from Aliens it's, it's for the most mm-hmm. part. Vampire Aliens, it, it's, <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> that was like we, we've talked about it before. That was like such a litmus test movie. I totally just watched that a week ago too. It, it yeah. still holds up. It's so good. Yeah, it's on, when she's it's so good as Diamondback. Yeah, yeah. Jeanette Goldstein, I think. There's a fly on the ceiling. Flush. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's so goddamn good. Uh, she's also in a T two. Yep. She's mm-hmm. got a little brief part in there. But I mean, uh, the scene in Alien Wolfie's Resurrection, fine. <laughs> <laughs> when she goes through and she sees all the other uh, like uh, cl- attempts mm-hmm. to clone Ripley, mm-hmm. and then just kind of that the pathos that goes along with yeah. that. Yeah. And then fucking it. Ron Perlman's like, it must be a chick thing. Yeah, fuck you, Ron Perlman. You know who played <laughs> I, I, I goddamn Chini, there was a Joss Whedon line in yeah. there. Like, you know, because he did the script rewrite on that, uh, which undercuts such a good scene though mm-hmm. just yeah. that that ownership of what she's gone through or what she it's gone has to through. kill herself yeah that's and tough. like so many of herselves and i know people <laughs> shit on that film a lot but i don't think it's as bad it's really as... not i mean it, it has its flaws but whatever it's fun it's a fucking movie like just enjoy it what do you think about part three 
I, I love them all, man. It's, okay, no, she's like, no, it's all. I yeah, will. I, I, even the Alien versus Predator bullshit, all yeah. of them, I will watch them all. Even no Ripley involvement. Yeah, yeah, just it has can to. you rank them? Um, Ooh. Yeah, Aliens is number one for okay. sure, mm-hmm. and then um, probably Alien, and then um, three, then four, and then Alien versus Predator, and then <laughs> Alien versus Predator, whatever the fuck. Requiem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, that was some bullshit. In the ditches or whatever. They were like in the sewers and shit. I don't even know. And then uh, the new ones. Prometheus and then the newest one is at the bottom. AVP is before the new ones. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's some serious that shit. That is some serious shit. Actually, no. I, I will agree with your uh, <laughs> yeah, first that's... ones. I will agree with the first ones. I don't know. I, I like Prometheus, but it just doesn't... They don't feel like they fit to me. No. Which is, I think, the intent on some level. But, yeah, that's yeah. An ent- another entire conversation on that. Yeah. I'm trying to really bite my tongue on this one, but... That movie pissed me off. Yeah, well, that's. A, I feel you. That's a, and that's a hell of a list, and I love the fact. But that, Charlize Theron is so good. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, it, hell, even and I'll admit, I like The Devil's Advocate. That's, I love her, and she's fucking great. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind Devil's Advocate. No, it's no, actually I love quite Devil's good. Huh. No, in fact, well, that's a nice segue because technically, uh, we'll be talking Charlize Theron in one of our ne- a few uh, episodes here. I don't know if it's going to be next week or the week after that, mm-hmm. uh, but we will be talking Monster uh, with a certain woman in horror. We're not mm-hmm. going to spoil who it is. Ooh. A stolen crown. Yeah. Exa- oh no. Yeah, that's a, there's your hint right there. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Erica now gets it. <laughs> so no. Dun, um, dun, dun. Thank you for taking the time oh, to talk shit. with we're us. All, this done? is always well. We can. I. I can continue. I don't mind. Nah. You know. That's a. That's, you know. I think we covered our bases. And we didn't talk about Mama Fratelli. Oh God. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Only thing we need from Mama Fratelli is that little scene from Deadly Friend, and that'll yeah. end that there. Uh, so, uh, where can people find Atomic Cotton out again on the internet, Erica? AtomicCotton.com. That is perfect. And on Facebook and on. Instagram. Can I start calling you the Lisa Frank of horror? Yes. Actually, there's going to be an article coming out. Um, and I believe I was quoted as saying like Lisa Frank on crack, <laughs> but I like Lisa Frank of horror better because that's more of a, a accurate title. Cause I don't do crack. <laughs> so, <laughs> crack is whack. You're right. However, if I did, I'd be okay with yeah, this, I mean, it but would probably help on some level. <laughs> Stay in school and do crack. I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) Stay weird. Stay weird. Do art. Smoke crack. (laughs) Smoke crack every day. (laughs) I guess the nightmare junket PSA that we're putting out here. No, drugs are bad. Okay. Okay. They are. They are. So until uh, next week here in uh, Women in Horror Month, guys, uh, this will be Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And And me. The Lisa Frank of Horror. (laughs) See you in your dreams. Bye.